professional microphone up in here so i look good okay i don't look good but that's all right oh you look wonderful how are you oh thanks man yeah i'm okay how are you it's early for you it's good i'm, I'm up i'm up early all the time so it's no big deal it's only eight o'clock we're good only eight o'clock on saturday i get up at four i rise and grind what oh yeah Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta live. The, I gotta practice what I preach, or else no one will listen to me. You know. Yeah, yeah, okay. So are you like exercising at four in the morning then, is that? I, uh, I have a routine. I do what? Yeah, when I get up, I meditate and I do some yoga and I breathe and then I start reading and I'm on to work for the day. So I like to uh, get most of my shit done early. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like a wellness. Way, Something. I have time just to listen to heavy metal and drink coffee for the rest of the day. So it's um, the life living in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So let's, yeah, let's get back to that. Cause I really didn't hear your response. Is it really the middle of nowhere? What's uh, it really is the middle like, of nowhere. That's fucking beautiful. I want to, I always say when this is all said and done, when I can retire, I want to like move in the country in like England and just like be by myself in a cabin and like read books and listen to music and stuff. Yeah, I hope you like shit weather. <laughs> I like shit weather from the inside, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Shit weather and good heating. So what, what, do, you, um, what do you do in, uh, in Yorkshire? Or just what in do I do in Yorkshire for a job or like what does one do for fun? Both, let's go, Let, let's, let's cover it all. Because I'm interested <laughs> personally in Yorkshire for fun, but then we'll get into what you do actually. Okay, so um, at the moment we're in a lockdown, so we can't really do anything. And yeah. the weather's rubbish, so you can't really go out. You can go outside, but it's yeah, rubbish. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got um, but normally it's quite it's quite cool, and it's uh, yeah, there's a lot of nice countryside and things and things like that. Which is... A lot of cool cool sights to see and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of history, you know. So that's quite right. that's quite good. Yeah, you guys, uh, you have a lot of history over there across the pond, and uh, I, I've been over there several times. I actually had a, I had a trip planned before the plague happened, and uh, we were kind of going to go to little more obscure spots that aren't like main tourist attractions and rent a car and drive through it but um, i'm hoping that will happen next year maybe so i'm jealous that's why i'm asking because I, I, really <laughs> I really do dig it over there a lot okay well if you decide to come to yorkshire i'll tell you where the good places are oh definitely yeah we'll we'll be in touch uh yeah absolutely how's the food Good. There's a thing called a Yorkshire pudding. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, I was going to ask that, but I didn't know if it was American or not, so I didn't want to sound stupid and be like, "Oh, Yorkshire pudding." No, no, it's 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 a thing, and like most um, most people kind of pride themselves on being able to make a good Yorkshire pudding. Fair enough. I like a Yorkshire pudding, so yeah. Um, but I can't do it. I never show it. Awesome. Well, yeah. So thanks for that. Now I'm now I'm excited and hungry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> I got coffee. We'll eat soon. But um, actually, I wanted to talk to you about because um, I know we've been in touch on Instagram and things for mm -hmm. for a while. You've been uh, you've been following and liking all we do, so I totally appreciate that. And um, all, what all that you do is awesome. But I'm really uh, interested in knowing a little bit more because I guess I really don't know all that much about what heavy metal therapy is and what you're mm -hmm. about. So if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about just what you're about, what you guys do. And I think we have a lot of uh, similarities. We can, we can uh, reach a cool audience here. Yeah, cool. So um, we've existed for just over, over two years now. And um, really it started off as like a little um, social media project really for um, people who 
like heavy metal music and also perhaps find it kind of helpful in some way for sort of mental health or well-being um sort of I guess based on the idea that you know if you talk to people who like heavy metal they often say don't they that oh you know it saved their lives or it's it's you know it's been been something that's been there for them um so so it's, it's really tapping into that um which I guess is something that is a personal thing for me but also you know for quite a few other people that I'd spoken to in the metal scene also clients that I'd worked with so I'm a psychologist I work in the NHS in um in the UK so lots and lots of different people were sort of, you know will say that they find that, that it's something that is helpful for them so really what we started off was just kind of sharing stories so people would like submit their um personal stories of um the benefits that they'd found of, of music for them and extreme music um initially we were just on facebook and then we sort of made a website um expanded out a little bit into thinking about um you know what the research was saying about about heavy metal music um thinking a little bit about sort of sharing other stuff as well so we started building playlists together and things like that so the playlists are sort of about like different emotional experiences so we've got like low mood anxiety everything loads of different loads and loads of different different things um and we sort of just built it up as a bit of a community really on social media um so people share their experiences they um share their stories but also like um could be some lyrics or even like a meme or something um so it just kind of all, we just sort of bring it all together um so I sort of see myself as like more of a facilitator mm-hmm. uh than anything else so I just sort of bring bring people together who like Mel that's that's beautiful because I, I feel the same way about what I do in a, in a lot of ways and what we try to do here obviously we're um fitness focused as well but man, if it wasn't for heavy metal, I can guarantee you I wouldn't be here today. So I really try to focus on the music, bring that part to life. And the same thing, it's it's all about the community. That's what heals people. That's what makes us stronger, makes, makes us feel like there's other people out there. And unless you're a metalhead that doesn't, the metalheads understand community because the metal community is so strong. The scenes are so strong. Like you go to a show, and you feel like you're with, you know, hundreds of your brothers and sisters, which is badass. And a lot of people, I guess punk is similar as well. But if you're outside of that world and you just look at heavy metal from, you know, your biased point of view, you totally don't get that. And I think it's so important to highlight that part of it. So what, what you're doing is uh, is great. Yeah, I think um, the community thing is a big thing. So um, like we've we've we talked to a lot of people who say that, you know, gigs and festivals, that sort of thing are a really important sort of almost like a coping strategy in a way, because that might be the time where you feel you're with your tribe, as it were, you know, you sort of feel kind of all, all together. Um, And I think that's, that's the thing obviously we've really missed over this past, this past year. Um, So we've tried to think about, well, as an online community, it's not the same. It's never going to be the same, but um, you know, there are people from all over the world that, that kind of, followers and talk to us and we think well at least that's something <laughs> in a way oh, absolutely absolutely I do yeah again we try to do the same thing just bring a community in times that you know you can't go to shows now you can't go to a gym now you can't do whatever now so if you have a an online community we're, we're just trying our best to fill that void so when the actual shows and stuff come back it'll be all that much stronger we hope anyway yeah yeah for, yeah for sure I, I can't wait to go back <laughs> I can't oh, wait to hear 
me either. I, I fantasize about the first show, you know, yeah, going back. But um, so what what does this all mean to uh, to you? Obviously, heavy metal has had to have had a huge or life saving impact on, on you as well to want to start this and facilitate this community and things. So uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of your story, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, for, for sure. I think, um, so when I did my kind of psychology training, it takes you quite a long time in the UK to, to become a, a psychologist. So it's at least six years if you kind of went straight through, which hardly anybody, anybody ever does. And, okay. um, you know, you spend all this time talking about the things that help people and, you know, you learn how to be a therapist and all of that, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and when I had my own kind of struggles with like anxiety, stress, whatever, some of the things that I had been taught were the things that helped people like traditional mindfulness, for example, um, just didn't seem to, to help <laughs> particularly just for me, you know, for, for me personally. Sure. And, um, I went through a sort of period of period of time where you know it was particularly difficult and I started like listening to um, a lot more metal and found that really really good and sort of really a bit cathartic it sort of helped me to feel less anxious about stuff get anger out all of that kind of thing and I can remember thinking that it was almost like a bit of a dirty secret so I can't tell anybody <laughs> about this because you know this is not what I'm supposed to be doing as a psychologist and you've got to practice what you preach and all of that and all of that business yeah. and for ages I just thought okay you know maybe that's just that's just me and didn't really sort of talk particularly about um you know my own personal taste in music or my own struggles with things um until I'd been qualified for quite a long time and I started meeting people who were like me, you know, who did all, you know, music really sort of helped me and particularly, you know, metal music. And um, I guess I started thinking, you know, there's probably something in this that, and, and having never read any of the research or even thought about it, particularly beyond that, I just, we just, you know, myself and a couple of other people started thinking, you know, there must be something in this. And that's where we thought, well, maybe we should just try and, and get a collection of these, of these things together. That that's so sweet. Like I love that you're an actual legit psychologist. That makes yeah. it so, that makes it so much better. Like anybody, like I could. I'm just a train. I, I'm just a guy that lifts weights. You know, I could be like anybody could say, listen to heavy metal and you know, letting your aggression out's good for your mind or whatever. But you you actually have the um, you know the skills and the research and the knowledge to to back all all this up. So that's that's huge. Is there um. Is, it, is there like le legit studies that show? I mean, I think that I have seen that there is, but can you like cite any or, or uh, you know, point to any um, clients or anything that you have dealt with in your life that heavy metal really has helped more than a traditional method? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so research-wise, mm -hmm. um, there's, lo there's loads of different sort of... Oh, sorry, someone's knocking at my door, but they'll go away. <laughs> Um, Research-wise, there's quite a few different um, different studies. In like the 90s, they went through this stage of thinking that heavy metal was really bad for you. Um, so they did quite a lot of correlational um, studies. So correlation is just basically when one variable is related to another. Um, so for example, I don't know, outside temperature and ice cream consumption would probably be correlated. That would be uh, something. Um, so, so for ages that you know, heavy metal got this really kind of bad reputation about you know maybe it makes people 
people want to kill themselves or you know it's like um to do with delinquency and all this kind of um kind of stuff um but more recently people have started to look at um music as in a more kind of emotional processing way Mm. um so there is there is some research that shows that um some people kind of can almost work through anger through um listening to um, extreme music, uh, Shaman and Dingle is the one that we always uh, study. We always talk about an Australian Australian study, um, and there's also some stuff about like community as well. So you know we were talking before about the metal community, um, that's been shown in research to be something that can be quite like socially protective. For example, for um, for people who are into the into the metal metal scene, um, and yeah. So over time, we've sort of written a, like a couple of case studies and things like that of, of people that you know we've worked with our people who have chosen to share their personal stories where integrating those ideas has been really helpful for them. So being able to have that as a coping strategy or perhaps to um, like almost document their life in metal, you know, like as a bit of a timeline. <laughs> so, you know, th- these were the songs that were important at, at different, at different times in their lives and things like that. It's so huge how you can, uh, you know, listen to a song and be taken back to a place in your life or, you know, you hear a heavy metal song you were listening to at the time dealing with a, you know, a breakup or like any anything that's hard through your life. Um, and songs, music helps you helps you get through it. So I, um, I'm right there for it. I'm all for it. That's something I I preach on. Death comes lifting too. And we, uh, I encourage the my members to share their their stories and what songs you know inspire them, make them work harder. You know, make them um, help them through a tough time. And a lot of it is uh it's not that I make it about heavy metal, but it's uh, always ends up being like a good heavy metal tune or a punk song. And I think that's, uh, that says a lot. I think a lot of people overlook uh, and are easy to dismiss it as, like you said, like delinquent music or the devil's music or something like crazy like that. And uh, do you have any, uh, any theories as to why, why that is, is it coming around? What, why people think it's negative? potentially yeah or why these yeah, has it, yeah still has this negative connotation i mean i think you know if you look at the people who were doing that research um back in the day they weren't people who liked heavy metal <laughs> you know they were kind of looking at it from the from the from the outside right. and i think i think the difference has been that um there are some kind of researchers who maybe perhaps were fans or have been involved in the scene and kind of understand some of the positives of it and have kind of gone more from that from that angle which i think has been quite helpful mm-hmm. so paula rowe for example who's another so they're all in australia i don't know what's going on there but it's like a hub of heavy metal research but um, it's ACC <laughs> probably in the blood yeah yeah something like that i don't know but yeah so this uh, paula rowe who's a, um, a researcher in australia um she sort of did her kind of phd on um young people who like heavy metal and and um how they sort of emerge as metalheads, you know, how, how people get into it sort of thing. And she herself is a big metalhead. And I think that's diff- that makes a big difference. Definitely. In terms of where the, you know, where the research is, is coming from. And I think some of it was probably based on perhaps some of, of more kind of like conservative Christian values, for example, people were sometimes coming from that, that perspective. Um, yeah. Maybe even like... like satanic panic stuff, you know, so the historical context of it, I think is, is relevant. Well, it's also an easy scapegoat, right? Like, uh, like I know you're you're from the UK, so you probably are um, more in tune with, uh, like, how Judas Priest was was on trial because mm-hmm. their was a bit blamed for uh, these kids' suicide. You know, yeah, yeah. 
it just seems it seems like heavy metal and uh, either horror or anything with with dark or uh, slightly less than Christ, Christian valued imagery is has always been an easy scapegoat. And it's it's nice to see work that you're doing professionally and, you know, just the collective conscious kind of coming around to that this stuff can actually be used for good. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to um, how comfortable you feel with the idea that, you know, there's kind of light and dark in, in, in all of us. And sometimes it can be good to kind of engage with, you know, difficult stuff in some, in some way. So, uh, you know, challenging emotions, um, you know, some of the, the darker stuff. And I think that what, what metal does for a lot of people is it sort of gives you like quite a healthy way of working through some of that, some of that stuff. And actually, you know, if you push a lot of that away, you know, that, that, that could, that could come back in all kinds of different, <laughs> all kinds of different ways. Um, so I think, you know, we're all about thinking about, you know, how people can turn towards some of their challenging feelings as well as push them away as needed, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, just to, just to play the, uh, you know, the opposite side of the coin, um, you know, for those that think or are convinced that, you know, heavy metal, promotes violence it's bad for you horror movies are, are bad for you is there any merit from a psychologist's point of view to any of that stuff or is that just entirely dependent on the person consuming it i mean obviously there's individual differences when they've tried to research it there's no evidence that it makes people more violent for example okay um I think probably there's, a, there's something about what we call direction of the relationship. So I think sometimes kids who maybe are troubled or have emotional vulnerabilities maybe are more attracted to alternative alternative music Definitely. rather than the other way around. So I think what people worry about is that if you start listening to <laughs> listening to metal, then you know you'll you'll develop violent tendencies or something like that. Whereas in fact, the, the research shows that some that there are some people who perhaps maybe would have had difficulties anyway, who might be more attracted to some of those, some of those kind of scenes, right. which is a slightly different thing. Gotcha. And the troubled kid, I mean, I personally am, was, you know, troubled outsider kind of kid. I found metal. I'm like, oh, all these people are like me. I feel at home here. All these, these songs are angry and crazy, but they help me work through my emotions in a way that's way more healthy than you know shutting myself out from society and doing you know drugs and you know the music kept me sober for you know a long time now so uh i totally i totally am with you i just wanted to uh you know get a different perspective on all that stuff but um what do you think about like mosh pits and heavy metal shows right is that is could that be seen as a, as a as a safe form of, of therapy, just like letting out your aggression in a controlled way, you know, everybody's in agreement on it. That's always how I've seen it, you know, but a lot of people could also see that as violent and bad and, you know, the devil making you do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm uh, too old and small to go in a mosh pit now, but um, I, I, make, I make that sound like I was like bigger once, but that's not, that's not true. <laughs> um, I've always been small, but I've not always been old. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, there's something about it being it's almost like kind of licensed aggression isn't it so there's there are social rules about mosh pits that make it safer than um you know being in a bar fight or or whatever um and it is you know it's it's sort of a sort of cathartic thing for a lot of people you know getting a lot of a lot of energy out and, and because there are kind of rules about it it is it's safer i think for a lot of people than 
um, you know, some of the other ways that they might <laughs> that they might do that. So I, I think it's a health, you know, potentially quite a healthy, healthy thing. I imagine possibly similar to, you know, some of the extreme sports type things. I assume there's a perhaps a, a process that that parallels that. I don't know that, but that's kind of what I what I wonder about. And you know, everyone together as well, that's a big thing, isn't it? It's sort of it's a bit of a community. Yeah, uh, that's where I was, you know, I'm trying to draw the parallel too between that and, you know, lifting heavy weights is, is mm-hmm. also, it's not necessarily safe or good for you to put, you know, 500 pounds on a bar and try to pick it up. You know, that, that goes a little bit beyond the realm of getting strong and staying in, in good shape. That leads more towards a dangerous kind of thing. But, you know, blasting heavy metal and doing that is a, is a release. And, yeah, and- yeah, for sure you know, in a way that's not, you know, beating somebody up or beating yourself up. Yeah. And I do think that there are, that there are parallels. So I, um, I do like what, like lifting weights. I did CrossFit badly, but I do have a go. Um, That's cool. And I do think there's something about, you know, strength and power and feeling powerful. That's quite important in that process. I think, especially as a woman, actually, there's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I definitely think that, that there, there's a parallel. Definitely. Uh, there's a, do you notice where, well, when you, I guess you don't go to a CrossFit gym these days because of the lockdown and everything, but were there a lot of uh, women in uh, doing CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about half and half. And um, I think some of the, some of the women that go there are completely inspiring sort of for me as a novice, novice lifter. Yeah. Um, but also I think that there's, um, for me, there's, there's a bit of a separation actually between um, some of the lads that go who are really competitive and, you know, you can sort of feel the sort of testosterone. It almost drips off the walls sometimes, you know, and we're all like throwing these weights around and stuff. Um, and then I guess I feel as if, you know, I'm coming from a totally different, different place of more about like self-challenge and, um, you know, a lot of that is about my own mental well-being. So that's definitely as well as metal that's definitely the other thing for me that really that really makes a difference and I I I consider weightlifting my weightlifting to be mindfulness because I'm not doing anything else when I do and I have to concentrate on what I'm doing otherwise I'll drop it on my foot or whatever so for me that there's something really yeah really kind of mindful about it and that's why I do it I'm not so much interested in the sort of competitive bit of it you're doing it for the right reasons. I'm, 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 I'm all there with you. I always say it's for therapy, not vanity, you know, and uh, you're going to get, you're going to get those competitive people and they're those kind of, you know, testosterone fueled men and women, I guess you could say uh, ever, anywhere in any gym, in any place, in any, any work environment, you know, and there's always going to be ones like you and, you know, us, that's, I try to bring down, I try to neutralize the weightlifting environment and the, in the death comes lifting world. So that, that's cool. I'm glad you, I'm glad you do that. Do you, as a psychologist, uh, uh, recommend prescribe exercise to people if they're dealing with depression or anxiety, or do you see it help on a regular basis? Yeah. And I think I, um, I usually just kind of cite my own personal experience with that as much yeah. as anything, as much okay. as anything else. Cause I, um, it took me a long time to realize the positive benefits on mental health for me of exercise and that's because when I was a kid and like doing school peer and stuff like that I'm you know I'm a small person I'm quite young I was quite young in my academic year as well so I um 
compared to everybody else, I kind of sucked at, <laughs> at sports, really. Um, and I, I found that a lot of, I felt quite, you know, judged. I felt like, you know, it wasn't for me because I wasn't very good at it. And that just totally put me off maybe for like most of my teens, early 20s. Uh, wasn't interested at all in doing any doing any exercise and it was only once I was able to separate it from the way I looked and also the competitive stuff that I was able to actually do it properly and then suddenly I was like actually no this is really good for me for my you know for me mentally and that's the reason why I do it now absolutely mm-hmm. the reason why I do it now um but I think too many people get it sort of tied in with like, um, you know, like their appearance and things like that. You know, I'm going to lose, lose all this weight and whatever. Sure. And then it becomes a chore and it becomes something that's totally different. So, I, you know, I choose to do it now because I know that it's going to make me feel good. That should be the, that, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. That's important to recognize. And I, I see that a lot too, as a, you know, a trainer and stuff, a lot of people don't want to take that step into the gym for, you know, appearance reasons or what, whatever, whatever reason, and they don't get to reap the mental benefits of that. And that's something you can only really experience once you do it. And um, that's why, that's really the whole reason why I even wanted to create death comes lifting like these alternative um, work uh, workout clothing gears for, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know or have seen in the heavy metal horror movie, punk rock kind of scenes, you know, that's not super synonymous with the gym, with weightlifting, with, you know, just even self-care in a way. And uh, if if wearing one of our shirts that have blood and coffins and fucked up things on them, make them comfortable to go to the gym, then that's a, that's a win. You know, and I, I'm trying to just uh, keep our mental health good, keep everybody, keep everybody up good. So that's really the uh, main. But you know, that's it's a good point, that isn't it? Because I think I found the, the hardest thing about starting with CrossFit, particularly, the hardest thing is walking in and seeing all these people who are like throwing these massive, massive yeah. weights around. Yeah. And I can remember just thinking, "Oh my God, I can't do this. I'm going to die." Um, and you know, the people there have been amazing. Like they've never once like been judging or you know and they've always helped me to scale stuff so, so that that's been that's been great but you don't know that do you when you first walk in and you see all these people doing, right. doing this stuff and um, and I think you know it's good for you to have armor in a way and I think maybe that's what your kind of shirts and stuff perhaps do for some people is that you know that's part of their identity isn't it and they feel strong right. and yeah. well that's my goal that's what that's what we hope and that's what heavy metal t-shirts did for me when I, when I started working out, you know, I had a, I had an eating disorder. I was anorexic. Basically I was, you know, totally unhealthy drinking all the time. I looked like Marilyn Manson. I had long black hair. I had black fingernails, you know, and I'm walking into like an LA fitness, which is like, you know, a mainstream health club here full of football players and, you know, jocks and all that stuff. And I just, I couldn't have been more out of place. And, uh, you know, I didn't care. I listened to heavy metal and I had my, you know, my band t-shirts on and I felt inspired that way. But I understand that most people are not like that. Most people wouldn't do that. Most people would just say, fuck this. And if we can provide some sort of, you know, you and I, any, anybody that can provide a community and support and an armor to get people in there and feel safe in an environment is, a, is huge, especially today. Um, 
And that, that's an interesting parallel that, you know, you said that everybody in your CrossFit gym has, has been really great and supportive. And that's awesome to hear. And what do most people say when, you know, if you take them to their first metal show or something, oh, these people are actually all really cool. These people are all actually really nice. I'm like, well, yeah, what the fuck did you expect them to just be like sacrificing babies the entire time? You know, like most people are in the Yeah, I mean, it, it, is a, it is a paradox, isn't it? I think that people, um, because it's because the music's really angry and it talks about really dark themes and stuff, I, I guess maybe people make assumptions about what the, the people who are interested in that are going to be like. Right. You know, maybe, and maybe that sort of put, puts people off. Although I do think there's something about a lot of metal people um, almost kind of quite like that uh sort of it, it, the edgy bit of it, the rebelliousness of it, that's definitely part, that's definitely part of it. Um, so yeah, I think that it's a little bit of a contradiction in some ways, but. Definitely. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting it's to interesting. think about if nothing else, you know. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. And I do think, you know, talking about band shirts and stuff like that, um, I think as a community, there's, there's this thing about identity and you know maybe with your shirts and maybe with like just band shirts more more generally mm -hmm. um you can spot people can't you with like you know you can spot another metalhead usually yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll let you know because they've got they it's a bit like a uniform in a way isn't it right. and I think that's quite um that, that's quite a cool thing as well you know absolutely yeah like you see a, another if I saw another guy in the gym with like a Slayer shirt on or something I was like that's my man right there I can go talk exactly to him. I can be okay <laughs> yeah and uh can't say that about much of many other things you know so that's definitely something cool do you um do you see um you know you know i don't want you to i know you're uh you can't talk about like you know your patients and people you see so no, no, i don't sure. want you i don't want you to do all, anything like that but do you um do you do you see music helping a, a lot you know is that something that you got that you talk about with with your patients or clients or you know recommend a like you know in a general way um I, I do because I sort of um in I like to integrate a lot of kind of creative things into the the work that I do with people so if they okay. like like something particularly music or films or whatever it is then you know I, I'll try and sort of find a way of, of relating that to their um their experience and then sort of working working sort of with that so obviously I do that if they like heavy metal but some of them like if you liked anything else I'd do that <laughs> you know I'd do that I'd do that as well that's so, um, cool. that's so important man yeah so it's about you know about what that, that person likes I guess on an individual level but I suppose um heavy metal therapy as a kind of wider thing we always say you know it's it's not it's not therapy as in the therapy that I do in my work sort of on a daily basis it's more of a sort of a community community thing and like a bit of a sort of like a self-help or self-therapy type um type approach so I think there's probably something different between what is therapy as in like the formal therapy where you might sit in a room one-to-one -one with somebody and what is like therapeutic and I think we're probably definitely probably definitely we're definitely in the realms of sort of what is therapeutic when we're looking at that sort of online community sure, you can reach more people that way you know. yeah and it's a bit it's, it's they are this is a bit of peer support as well so people um you know will interact with each other we've sort of built up um a group of people so it's not just me at all there's loads of people that sort of help out help out with it and it's become like a bit of a collective really so if uh you know my followers or anybody here in this wants to check it out or support 
you guys more, or, you know, look into it or anything, where, where should they go? Um, so we've got a website, which is heavymetaltherapy.co.uk. Um, and we're on we're on most social media we haven't kind of uh, expanded into TikTok or anything like that because that's beyond my understanding it's a nightmare I don't know how to do it either I feel like I'm too old for it so you're not yeah I'm I'm too old to TikTok but um, we are on like Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook so at Heavy Metal Therapy on Instagram and Facebook and for some reason on Twitter we're at Heavy Therapy so we've lost a metal there somewhere but I don't know I don't know why that sounds awesome but we are there and like on YouTube and stuff and stuff like that. But we tend to link everything sort of from the website into, into the social media bits. Awesome. Um, I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to share it as well and all that stuff. I just wanted to see if there was anything I was missing just, uh, you know, from going on your Instagram, I can uh, just scrolling through now. We we try and make it quite, um, quite inclusive. So we try and share it onto most, uh, share stuff onto most of the platforms. Um, I guess, you know, the central bit is the website, really, if you want, because we've got, like, an archive of stories, an archive of playlists. We've got, um, you know, bits of stuff about research and things like that. So that's the kind of central hub for it, I suppose. Do you do do a podcast or anything? We don't do a podcast. Um, I've been on a few podcasts. You you Uh, truly should. You're great. You, I mean, you're welcome back on mine any any time you want to talk about heavy metal and well being. But you really, you guys really should have a podcast. It would be it would be awesome. Wow. Well, I mean, I'll think about it. I think um, this start, it started off as a hobby. This, and I think when we opened when I opened the Facebook page, um, I can remember saying to my friend who has been who's a, a mental health nurse who's been really um, like involved in heavy metal therapy, Ratchet as we call her. Um, she. I remember saying to her, you know, I would like it if we could get 100 people to like this Facebook page. And that was like our sort of target, really. Sure, sure. Um, and I think as it stands at the moment, it's what, nearly 6,000 people like it on Facebook? And I just, it's kind of, so it's kind of, it's exploded. It's become like a much, much more extensive thing than I imagined, which is really cool because I do think it maybe taps into something for, for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's captured some some hearts and minds, which is amazing and far, far beyond what we what we expected yeah and uh that's great because i mean i'm the same way this is where the death comes lifting's the same way i see a lot of parallels between what we do and what you do and i, I think it's a uh, it's beautiful and keep keep doing what you're doing man. you're doing a great service to the world to the to the heavy metal community and the, the heavy metal world. You're, you're killing it um so just a just a few more questions before i I'll let you get out of here just some yeah no moments. it's cool i'm cool a little bit more of the fun stuff. I want to know what what are some of your favorite either bands or songs or anything you can point to that helped you get through some tough times or that motivate you in the gym or anything off the top of your head that you can think of, either band or music or album-wise? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to totally show my age here because I think that you always go back to music from a time when maybe – you like discovered heavy metal music. I don't know if that's true, but that's my that's my kind of theory <laughs> about it. Um, so if I am like pissed off, if I'm having a bad day or whatever it is, I will still listen to Iowa by Slipknot. Oh, me too. <laughs> On repeat. Oh, hell yeah. That's some of the, that's like, that got me through so much, especially the live, like the disaster pieces live. In yeah. London, right. That was live in London. There you go. UK parallel. I love that. Yeah. 
yeah that got yeah, that. So i can you know still go back to that now um no shame in that at all no shame. <laughs> that's that's good no. um totally have always um had a massive thing for nine inch nails and that's more about kind of i think lyrics and you know i feel a real personal connection to um to that quite like industrial music generally but particularly particularly nine inch nails for sure um and i think one of the things that has been really really cool about running this kind of running this project is that um you know when we build playlists together and stuff we also have like a couple of regular features like on a monday we always share like a metalcore um things about metalcore monday one thing that's been really cool is i've like um people share music from all the kind of massive wide range of, of heavy metal genres so i've learned so much about about like new music and different genres and stuff like that and that's sort of been that's been amazing um so like we on let's say we have a workout playlist for example and there's like all the the range of stuff on there is like is is like amazing yeah same and uh, i'm gonna look into yours more but i you know we try to do the same thing and uh, even if you can't understand some of the lyrics and like the extreme death metal or black metal kind of stuff it's the uh just the, the the aggression and the uh the force of just the music is is enough especially on a workout playlist and uh that's that's cool. yeah i think that we find and this is this i can't prove this this is just like anecdotal but i think i think there are two kinds of people i think that there are music people and there are lyrics people i'm definitely a lyrics person so i like like to know what what the lyrics are and what they mean and stuff like that but i think there are some people who are very much more attracted to the you know the rhythms the patterns of the music the and in that really extreme stuff where let's be honest you can't always tell what they're saying you can almost never tell what they're saying yeah that, there's that's... there's something in that that's this i think it's slightly different but you know some people really dig that yeah for sure I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of both i i'm a you know i consider myself kind of a, a writer and i always was attracted to poetry even before i was into like heavy metal music and stuff so i'm definitely more of a lyrics kind of guy as well but uh i kind of liked you know learning the lyrics to the the music that you can't understand the words to and then if you learn yeah. them and you can hear them you know them but then it's kind of like becomes like your secret weapon because like everybody else doesn't know what they're saying but i'm like i know what they're saying you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> it's like a weird like and you tune into it don't you after a while you can start to hear it and you start to kind of get it it's like an acquired taste really. a bit like coffee or something i guess yeah. you can start to kind of like get more into it and yeah exactly so yeah, for those of you out there that are scared to listen to the, the death metal, let's give it a try. Listen, look at the lyrics and have a little read-along session. It'll be fun, you know? That's what I always tell people. Um, so final yeah, question that we ask yeah. everybody, being that you're from the UK, no pressure on this one, but <gasps> what is your favorite Black Sabbath album, if you have one? I don't, do you know, I don't think I can pick one. I don't think I can pick one. It's sacrilege, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's like, I know. It's like trying to pick like your, your mother trying to pick her favorite child or something. It's hard. That's why we hit it. I, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't possibly pick one. And oh. one of the reasons for that is, I mean, I was never like a massive Black Sabbath person actually, but um, what, one, one of the things that's actually been great about heavy metal therapy is that um, when we like build plays together and we suggest stuff, Black Sabbath features quite a lot, actually. So, yeah. like, people, um, you know, will, will, will suggest it a lot. And there's loads of stuff about mental health in, in some of the Black Sabbath um, stuff. Totally, and, yeah, I was going to say, for sure. 
I think, you know, like when, when people talk about it, they're so devoted to it, you know, in different, and, you know, some of them will be really into, you know, one thing because of, because of this and another thing because of another. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I can't, I can't pick. I can't I pick. love it. That's a fantastic answer. That's a, that's a totally respectful answer. Black Sabbath is, I don't, it's just been one of those bands. I mean, I think they basically invented heavy metal. I think I, I credit you guys over there in England with, with inventing heavy metal. So that's like kind of what we always, we always want to pay tribute to Sabbath. And a lot of their lyrics are, you know, very, very insightful, very quote unquote woke. Very, and, you know, very <laughs> lot of mental health friendly, yeah. inspiring. And actually it's quite spiritual and uh, religious in a way as, as well. If you look at, especially on master of reality and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think some um, some metal scholars that I've spoken to who are like, you know, like experts in this uh, will say that Black Sabbath is a Christian band. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, maybe a lot of metalheads don't like that, but I love that because I love, I love contradictions. And, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people like Ozzy who've talked about his he's talked about his own like journey, hasn't he, into, to, you know, sobriety and all that kind of kind of stuff. He's quite, um, that's quite interesting as well. So there's a lot of a lot to like about Black Sabbath. Absolutely. And, uh, you have to come to the, um, there's a uh, museum, isn't there, Heavy Metal Museum in Birmingham. That was on my list. That's on my list for my UK trip for sure. And uh, there, um, somewhere, I have, a, I have a buddy who lives in Birmingham. Um, his name's Adam Onslaught. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He runs like a radio oh. station. He's awesome. I think I have heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. We, he's been on the podcast before. We stay in touch all the time and he's always trying to get me to come out. So, Adam, if you're listening, coming out to Birmingham, we're going to go check out the Black Sabbath sites. But when I make it to Yorkshire, yeah, I know. You got to let me let me in on the good Yorkshire pudding places and heavy metal places, and we'll we'll hang out. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool if it ever happens. Come on. It, it should. I mean, uh, who knows with the state of the, with the state of the world? But we're I'm, I'm keeping positive. I'm keeping keeping Black Sabbath alive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. yeah fingers crossed man fingers crossed. fingers crossed well kate man this has been lovely you're lovely the work you do is lovely it's important keep doing what you're doing if you need anything if i can do anything to help you in any way you're always welcome back on the podcast anything i can do just let me know thanks mom sorry about my rubbish internet but we got through it <laughs> it is not rubbish it is all good it's lovely thank you it's a great way to start my morning i appreciate you yeah thank you i'll put my video back on for a second so that you can see me again oh so. cool see ya thank you okay everything <laughs> no it's you're welcome sorry about the rubbish internet and then somebody knocked on the door i don't know if you'll have to like i don't know cut that out or if it was really obvious but no it's fine these things happen the last one my dog went crazy <laughs> oh i recorded one like my dog just started barking <laughs> like will you shut up she just wouldn't shut up it's this is this is a punk rock podcast we are diy has nothing we don't yeah, have yeah 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 it's all good exactly yeah. cool well i'm glad my uh, yeah um internet just just about held out so that's good yeah it was great no worries just at the beginning that's fine we're all good we're all good okay cool i assume you have like you do like loads of these so you just tell me when it comes out and i'll share it on my site i'll hit you up that's uh, but it'll Maybe be up, up. soon have a, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for the comment. Yeah, thanks very much. It's been really cool, man. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, no worries. Awesome. Later, Kate. All right, I'll see you later. Bye-bye.